0: Welcome to another edition of Hit The Lights podcast. I've got a familiar guest with me um, again for this episode, Mr. Mike Page, how are we doing? I'm good, thanks mate. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, no worries, obviously appearance number two. You're probably, other than Pete, you're the first to get a, a second episode. <laughs> <laughs> doing something right then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, no, I mean, that's definitely it. Um, I mean, how you, how you been keeping?
1: Yeah, good, good, busy as ever, uh, passionate as ever, and, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely day as well where where I am at, at this point in time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Yeah, good we're time.
0: all we're all sweating. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, do you want to fill us in a little bit? I mean, I think the last time we spoke, um, you were uh, an NIC QS for your firm, if I remember rightly. And yep. you were kind of uh, progressing as a Sparks doing your industrial commercial installations. How how you been getting on with that?
1: yeah all right um so i actually left the the firm that we spoke about in in detail um last october to pursue uh my my second or side business more um so i'm not i'm not there full time anymore but i am still doing one to two days a week contracting whether it's for that firm or other other contractors and stuff um, just keeping my hands in and uh, doing what I love Um the side business is great it provides for the family and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that but um, I'm very much a electrician a hands-on person that uh, enjoys it so I'm making a conscious effort to keep my hands on the tools as much as I can
0: <laughs> yeah and no, definitely it's always um, it's one of the things for myself that you do become out of practice and yeah you do have to refresh your memory if you do go back to it mm, indeed is it something you're, you're, you're finding that you are maintaining enough just doing the, the two days a week keeping up to speed with your, your, your relevant skills whether that be i don't know your trunking tray conduit
1: yeah i think so i mean conduit um is something that you've got to have your hand on regularly i think in any you know it doesn't matter how much tube you do i think if you didn't do it for two years um yeah that's that's something that you've you've always got to get into the swing to in my experience but um yeah i think so it doesn't actually stop so while i'm you know with the with the the social media platforms that i use and stuff like that i'm still very active i'm still constantly creating content and while i only spend two days a week on or one day a week some weeks on site um i'm Got, I've got an area in the warehouse for the tool shop which is just dedicated to well it's where I store my electrical stuff I actually create electrical content there whether it's educational stuff or uh, tutorials on how to test and stuff like that just to vent that passion so if anything I've actually kept some aspects sharper because I'm researching and trying to keep stuff up to date and stuff to make this content um, show practical demonstrations and stuff like that Um, so yeah, some areas I'm sharper and then, yeah, the one to two days a week, uh, with the, with the firm I've worked with or with other people is, um, yeah, definitely keeping me afloat because, um, yeah, it's just dropped down in intensity, I suppose. And if anything, I'm cherry picking the jobs a bit more, whether that's for content or Mm. for, uh, if you're only going to do it one or two days a week one it only works for people to do maybe oh well can you just do this board swap over two days or can you just you know you end up getting the cream as yeah. you know starting a full rewire we're only willing to work two days a week you're not gonna have to do all the well the boring stuff I suppose that you know the repetitive stuff. So um mm. it's working well at the minute. Um whether it's sustainable, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But, yeah. Uh, I mean it's, it's important, isn't it? Um I mean the la- last time we spoke, like you kind of mentioned about social media there. I think you were predominantly kind of putting out Instagram content but I know you've since expanded onto YouTube and like you said you started kind of doing some educational videos and bits and pieces that I've seen have probably sparked a fair few conversations online and things like that so t- t- tell me a little bit more about why you decided to do that. It's just to vent a
1: passion really and and to help people you know I am incredibly passionate about being an electrician and about our industry And if I can help some people and also just relieve some of the, you know, the excitement about the industry that I have just built up inside of me, then, you know, I think that's, that's a good thing. It's, um, it's an interest of mine obviously some people have have interests that aren't their their day job as well but for me they're very much the same thing um and yeah that's that's the main reason is it's all passion driven really and and comes from that sort of place and um yeah it's tutorials on testing at the minute but it could be you know wiring diagrams on something else it's it's just whatever i'm feeling at the time there's no you know grand scheme of things i sort of just um yeah sit there and go right what am I going to talk about this week or who am I going to go work with this week and what can I show and it's Mm -hmm. it's you know it's from that sort of um perspective to be honest with you um but yeah I I enjoy it And, and YouTube has just allowed me to um do it better Instagram sure it's snappy um and, and all that sort of stuff but um yeah for a lot of the stuff in our industry it's long-winded and boring so youtube gives you the the platform to sit there and talk about it for 10 minutes you know as um mm. yeah instagram's just not that catered that sort of way especially with all the tiktok style content on there at the minute it's um yeah, it's yeah it is
0: getting swamped a bit from other platforms now isn't it it's kind of yeah. is leeching into everything but yeah no, i mean that's certainly I, th- I think. You, got to make a very valid point anybody who succeed, succeeds in any industry typically always goes beyond it being just their work doesn't mm. it
1: yeah yeah
0: Definitely. so i mean we've kind of touched on it but obviously you've mentioned you've now got a bit of a side business do you want to uh, just fill us in um, on that development in your life
1: yeah so i don't know i don't think loadout was a thing when we last spoke was
0: it no it, no it wasn't no, no.
1: Um, wow.
0: <laughs> so fill us in. Um, yeah. So, um,
1: in August, 2020, uh, well actually it was beginning of 2020. The idea was uh, conceptualized, but, um, I, I got put on furlough. I'm, I'm self Well, I was on a zero hours contract at the time, so mm. I got put on furlough, but it turned out I wasn't entitled to any furlough or sick pay or anything like that. Um, I'd been just for some context, I'd been self-employed for eight of the 10 years of my career. Um, I'd been contracting for the same company for a couple of years and um, as you're supposed to I I ended up going on the cards with them didn't really know anything about it because I'd been self-employed you know the whole time signed the contract was happy with the you know the pay and everything like that but didn't look at any of the sort of employment terms really so um, yeah it just made it just made me um aware of you know I was quite vulnerable with regards to sick pay furlough and, and that sort of stuff and that just started the cogs turning off you know I, I should have I haven't got a pension or anything like that because I'm, I'm just stupid I haven't started putting in no um, I'm stupid but,
0: as well so don't worry yeah <laughs>
1: um but I just it just got cogs turning of uh, you know everyone's saying I'll get multiple streams of income and all this stuff and and it's not this entrepreneurial vibe it was just um yeah maybe I should have something else going on and and that's where it sort of sparked from um i spent the the six first six months of 2020 building a website speaking to brands that i'd worked with maybe through residual or could just contact through social media Um, using my platform to just say hey can I sell your stuff Um, or they had sent me stuff to review or you know I'd had a rapport with and um, yeah we start we launched in August 2020 and started drop shipping tools so for anyone who doesn't know what drop shipping is it comes straight from the supplier to you even though you, you buy it through my website so that is a way to not make a lot of margin and have yeah. a lot of stress um because of course you order several different brands it comes from several different places we don't make a lot of margin anyway because you drop shipping and then you get seven carriage charges as well but we managed to make it work and um yeah we we done over um a quarter of a million pound in, in turnover in our, not profit, but no, in yeah, turnover yeah, but, yeah. in our first year. Um, and you know, built, built a brand and everything around it, uh, gained the trust of, of big name tour brands and stuff like that. Um, and, and it went well, albeit at low margins, a lot of work for not a lot of reward Um, but come, um, August, 2022, sorry, 2021, um, I decided that it's either fight or flight. It either stays as it is and, you know, not great customer service, not great customer experience, and not making a lot of money or a double down. I get a warehouse, we get the stock in house. It all comes from one place. We control the distribution, the customer experience and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, after a lot of thinking, I went for that and, um, yeah, got a warehouse that I'm in sat in now. Um, you can't see it but for everyone listening um and, and spent four months renovating it it was in a real bad state derelict essentially no electrics or anything like that so renovated it and then uh yeah january this year we launched uh with a warehouse full of tools and um yeah we've we've done better than ever smashed all of the records and and it's going really well it's just um takes up a lot of time I naively thought that you know drop shipping from your living room would be the same as running a you know a a business and you know we have staff now and all this crazy stuff that I never expected so it just takes up a lot of time and uh, for the better it's it's amazing Um, but yeah it's just all I'm not a businessman I'm a a tradesman and I'm I'm learning sometimes the hard way and, and learning from my mistakes and just getting used to running a an e-commerce business you know so it's um it's crazy
0: (laughs) so i'm going to take you back a couple of steps
1: yeah sorry you're
0: you're, you're obviously um you're an electrician like you kind of said and (laughs) tools are your bread and butter they're they're how you earn your money so what 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 drove you other than the i suppose the obvious thing of of wanting quality tools or something like that what what drove you into saying um, I need to make some side income or whatever, however you wanted to term it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Why did you pick tools? Just I have a
1: massive, a massive passion for tools. Anyway, like you say, they're part of the day job. They're your money makers. But you know, my brother, for instance, has all no-name tools um, that he's had for years. He doesn't care about you know the latest, mm. the latest uh, Nipex or the latest Unilite or whatever. And um, you know. He, i don't think he ever will but he can produce the same if not better work than someone with a bag full of the latest you know stuff yeah. at- He's operating at a fraction of the price as well. Um, But for me, I was was always into, I was just a sucker for it, you know, these, I mean, a lot of them are gimmicky, but there's a lot of actually decent tools too. And um, I was just always into that, having a nice tool bag, having my tools organized, having specific loadouts for, you know, my testing loadout, my metal munching loadout, and that sort of stuff. And that was before I even had Instagram back in 2019, I was always a bit of a, you know, from an apprentice, um, at 16, going in the wholesalers every Friday after being paid, I'd get a new CK tool and I'd always, you know, it just be something yeah. for me. And then, uh, yeah, lockdown, playing a lot of Call of Duty. It's a, a first person shooter video game, but you, you build a loadout based on your role and what you want to do. Um right in that game and and that's where I coined the term loadout from and I, I just yeah uh, amalgamated it into building your loadout for for going to work whatever that is whatever the task is mm. and um yeah between my passion for tools passion for being an electrician and then coming up with this idea that I got really excited about tailoring your loadout and specialist tools and stuff um yeah it just sort of ran away from there with the branding and you know the military themes and and that sort of stuff
0: um yeah no i mean so when uh, probably the key thing then to to explore you're saying you put testing packs like metal munching packs so Mm. containment installation tool bags together so rather than necessarily going and just purchasing say a hacksaw you'll put a pack together that you can buy for everything combined is that right um
1: so we don't sell them as kits but we build loadouts that you can pick essentially yes so you could buy the whole loadout if you wanted to individually yeah um, like all the individual items but we just will put it together and say you know this is a testing loadout and you might go well I've already got some test lamps and I've already got this but I like the bag and I like those screwdrivers and uh, I'm going to get a second pair of cutters so I haven't got to nip the other ones out of my main bag and Mm -hmm. you know but that goes for the same as we do general loadouts that just cover everything you know some people don't like to micromanage everything some people are limited by the where they work or the method of transport they take to work so they want a serves all bag which is tiny some people have a van and they want a bag for the every you know second fix first fix you know they want a bag for everything and and it really depends on who you are i mean even my brother reluctantly has a, a premium tool bag now he dumps all his rusty old no-name tools in the middle of it doesn't use any of the pockets but he yeah. has got a veto bag because he, he likes it he doesn't get the most out of it but you know so even he has seen the the benefit and and you know that sort of thing from it and um yeah it's just um it just comes from that sort of perspective of people passionate yeah. about tools, really. Um, yeah,
0: fair enough. So I mean, how do you decide what tools you're actually going to put in a pack? Do you look at, at trends? Do you test the, the tools out or, or anything like that?
1: Yeah. So the, the thing for me is I'm an electrician who's been on the tools. So I think that's quite unique from a tool retailer's perspective Um, and I haven't just been on the tools I'm really passionate about them too so um, yeah we select tools we try to share um, brands really we, we don't have any favourites because that's generally down to you know I mean I'm sure you have preference on on you know you had preference or have preference on on your brands everyone has their favourites you know um, and that's that's even uh, more prominent with like power tools right everyone's like you know Milwaukee or Dewalt fanboys and they'll argue over social media about it like it really matters but you know that's that's how it is and people do buy into these brands so. Yeah, we don't necessarily pick um, based on brand and stuff like that, but quality is a, a big thing for for loadout. So uh, anything that we, I mean, it's subjective, but that we deem quality, premium, um, is is what we'll choose to stock. We do stock um, lesser quality brands or, or we have quite a range you know we have we have draper which is decent quality stuff that when you align it next to some of the other brands it's it's considered cheaper it is cheaper it's more accessible to the diy market but they mm-hmm. certainly do some great value tools for trades as well so we offer those because obviously there's apprentices and stuff like that that want to know what tools are good or how to use them but they haven't got you know a Nipex budget or a client budget and that's understandable so brands like ck and draper can help you know those guys out and they're a bit more reasonable um so so yeah that's how we sort of um yeah gauge everything i guess
0: yeah do you market only for electricians then or do you look at others
1: so i think we're Our branding and our social media and everything is incredibly electrically biased, but it's it's tools for everyone, you know, the tagline specialist technicians tools. So it's more your technical trades. So, um, you know, the the heat and engineering side of plumbing, you know, electricians, uh, HVAC, anything like that, really fire alarm engineers, data guys, anything from that sort of area um but we are looking to get into other tools but generally like we don't do ground workers tools and and stuff like that it is more your technically biased trades i guess and of course me being an electrician influences i think a lot of the posts that go on social media and stuff just because Mm. that's my perspective on tools you know It's, it's electrically biased so
0: yeah i mean how so how do you use social media as a tool for marketing your tool? you know whatever products you're selling um
1: so it is Actually, our only tool, really. Um, we've generated um, in in total, um, I think it's about six hundred thousand pounds worth of revenue across uh, almost three years now, mm. and it's all been generated um, from social media. So, no mark, you know, well, it is marketing, but no like other sources of marketing, no paid marketing or anything like that. Yeah. We just um, yeah okay. post about I mean- what. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. I was just going to say. I mean, that's 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 a fantastic um, statistic there. You know, considering. Yeah. Um, you know, like you say, if you've not paid for any marketing and you've managed to self effectively self fund and self advertise to achieve that revenue and turnover of you know what, averaging two hundred k a year, mm. is, is is fantastic. So you know, commendable on that. Thanks. Um.
1: Yeah. It's um. It's just all all posting online engaging with people genuinely and um, posting what we're passionate about I think if you share whatever you're passionate about if you share it online and create you know that's the that's the uh, best way to put it and that's what I actually see myself as more I didn't really not until recently but um someone said it to me they said well actually you should look at it from that perspective because you are you are a creator and um I think anything like that it will do well but obviously if you're a brand or a business you can harness that same those same values and um, Mm. apply it from the perspective of the business and and it should work too businesses are always at a disadvantage because there's this perception of like you're trying to sell me something or you know you're a business um so they do always struggle more than just you know someone a creator or someone like that but if you just apply those same values eventually people will see you know we we post tools every day what we're passionate about what we like and dislike about them as well it's not a hard sell we review tool bags and we go look i can see what they're trying to do with it but we hate it you know that's just Mm we don't like it we still sell them and um people still buy them and people still don't buy them but you know we're just um yeah we create what we're we're passionate about and that very much comes from me i guess um that's one of the um the weak points of the business is um, I am the the one who's passionate about tools I am the one who makes all the content about the tools so yeah you know there, there's definitely a weak point there um hopefully I don't fall down the stairs after this podcast but <laughs> no, yeah. you know I what I mean so it's um yeah it's um it's just the nature of um, I think that's why it helps as well though you know everyone who really knows the business knows it's me behind it they know my passion for tools and um, they know my content and stuff so I think that that helps definitely Um, on a more personal level um, to a random Joe public who's just discovered the business today it probably doesn't help but um, yeah yeah, to people in our space in our niche I I think it does
0: no definitely so I mean like you kind of mentioned obviously it, it is a business um, and you, you were coming off being a, a self-employed electrician how did you deal with suddenly jumping and diving into a business in, and managing it in that way did you seek any external advice and assistance
1: yeah so I've, I've spoken to a few people and um, there's people who I position I've always done it in my electrical career there's people at I'll position whether they like it or not <laughs> um, as mentors and I'll you know I'll ask them questions and, and try and spend as much time with them and I would always do that electrically I'd always find someone who's like right that guy's really experienced in this area or he's really good at this and I want to you know um, I want to tap into that and if I can Um, And I just applied that same sort of thing, you know, whether it's working closely with the brands that have been successful or educate myself through podcasts or or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's definitely helped because I haven't got a clue about, yeah, so many things. Uh, My fiance is also, uh, you know, very involved with the business. She does all of the finances, all of the important stuff, all the stuff that needs reading. Uh, Not that I can't read, (laughs) but like I'm like a, a skimmer. I'll be like, right, yeah. I, I'll skim through until I find what I need or whatever. She'll meticulously go through something and get all the finer yeah. details. So, yeah, it's, no it's,
0: it's always important to have someone <laughs> who does that for you. Doesn't matter who it is.
1: Yeah, exactly. And reality checks me as well. So, um yeah, yeah you know, we're just learning every day. We, we've made some serious and some expensive mistakes, and you know, we've had some great successes too. And I think the the biggest thing is just doing it. And if I sat there and overthought. A lot of these things, then we wouldn't be here today, you know. Even I spent four months renovating the unit with no income whatsoever. I'd quit my job as an electrician and I was I was working here 12 hours a day, painting, fitting, uh, you know, complete rewire and heating system and, and plumbing and everything. So you know, if I sat there and thought there was so many hurdles just there from a construction perspective. Um, if, yeah if I got beaten there then it would have been you know it would have been game over so um yeah there's problems every day and uh, there's lots of stresses but it's your own stress I guess that's the other thing I've learned is um although it's more stressful than working you actually deal with it better because it's your own it's your own thing you know it's your own passion so
0: no definitely I mean in terms of the the business development have you have you got a plan moving forward over the next uh, let's say two to three years
1: yeah so we we've we did actually develop a business plan before we took the plunge as a sanity check um and it's and it's just growth it's just growth in sales growth in um marketing which in our case is is growing the the platforms we're um we're doing okay on instagram and stuff like that that is our our main source of traffic but we're also pushing like youtube now as well again you can People want to see tool bags, a bit like when the latest iPhone comes out, obviously millions of people want to see that and they'll watch YouTube reviews on it. And although it's a lot smaller, it's a lot more niche. People want to see, you know, uh, how much stuff the latest video bag can take or is the new Nipex tool any good? They want to see it. So we're just capitalising on um, a gap there and um, yeah, just just doing what we do, you know, talking and, and showcasing tools for better or for worse. And um, yeah, that's our big push is, is YouTube because there's there's massive potential there. And um, yeah, grow, growing the business, um, it just sales wise really, just volume. We're, a lot of e-commerce businesses are the same. It's just generating more voice. That's what I've realized as well is it's just volume doing more and more and how how you can get there you know whether that's through paid advertising or other media media streams and stuff like that but um yeah it's just trying to scale it but not too too quick either we are growing at quite a rapid rate so Mm. that's why I kind of just do what we're doing you know I've got people in my ear all the time telling me you should try this try that and um we are growing at quite a a reasonable rate with just what we're doing now so i I don't necessarily want to introduce other things into that because um yeah (laughs) it can just get intimidating and scary and stuff so
0: no that's fair i think that's fair enough sensible growth is always a key thing for any business strategy no matter no matter what field you're in um i think obviously in these in these current times and um you know with a lot of financial uncertainty for for families and, and Uh, self-employed people in particular um is there anything um that you're doing to assist with those sorts of things moving forward
1: we've always done a lot for apprentices um Although that that's not the same, it's not an answer to your question. But that's where we focus our um, yeah, if, if we can apply any discounts and stuff like that. Um, but we're we're very competitive on price, especially considering we're a, a small business. You know, uh, we compete with the big boys like Amazon and stuff like that on anything we can do. Um, the problem with with competing is Amazon will sell at a loss to gain market share. And, and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. um, as, yeah. as controversial as it is it you know um, they they literally sell stuff as, as other retailers as well for, for less than you know they'll lose money on it um, we're obviously not in a position to do that we try to stay as competitive as we are we're not greedy of our margins um, and, and we get the best prices the same as everyone else there's no quantity breaks really or anything like that on a lot of this stuff it's, it's baseline margins so um, yeah that's all we can do really because um, yeah our costs are rising exponentially as well you know there's there's surcharges on every single delivery now um, no. you know fuel surcharges and and stuff like that there's um, customs is a nightmare there's there's five to ten percent surcharges on stuff getting into the country now so all your German tools and stuff like that you just yeah. took a 10% hit on just because of Brexit you know and, and and stuff like that so um yeah it's affecting everyone I think and we're just trying to do our best and and survive as well um but yeah if um if there's any apprentices listening we, we always look after them we do apprentice discounts and stuff like that we do lots of promos around apprentice events and stuff and that's our something we're really passionate about and, and that's our way of um yeah giving back to the industry I guess
0: no, definitely. I, I saw as well that you do it. You, is it a partnership um, with Klarna? Is it Klarna? Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it's just a
1: buy now, pay later thing. Um, they're they're really good if used right. I think um, there's definitely been questionable, um, a, well, a questionable points of views raised on on the use of buy now, pay later and stuff like that and how these companies determine, you know, they're sort of soft checks, aren't they? You don't go for a full sort of credit check, do you? Um, And it's like an instant application. So um, I can see why people are raising concerns about that, definitely, Um, but for all the the direct feedback we've had off of our customers they they like it it's great for people just getting into the industry or people apprentices and stuff out to spread the cost um, we don't do any long-term finance or any big finance or anything like that it's yeah. more just smaller orders um pay at the end of the month sort of thing and we've had no trouble with with you know people not paying or anything like that and i'd say probably 40 percent of our orders are, are done for it so it's yeah.
0: it's
1: big you know um, it, it is big now fair play
0: I mean and in any option I mean it's down to the individual's risk it's not your your fault yeah. I would say or, or responsibility it's down to the individual who's purchasing to make a, a financial choice at the end of the day yeah,
1: indeed um, you just see a lot in the news don't you about um the the world on credit they call it now don't they everything's
0: <laughs> oh yeah we'll all, we'll all be on credit and we'll all be happy yeah so yeah that's, yeah, that's <laughs> it at least we're selling tools you know as well that's the other thing it's it
1: serves well. It should serve a purpose. They should be Yeah,
0: they can go buy. out and earn money with it. So Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, or rob a bank with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put you I'm gonna put you on the spot now and I'm gonna ask you what's your top tool?
1: My top tool is uh, the Nipex Pliers Wrench. I think it's a great tool. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No,
0: I, I know lots of Nipex products, but go on, give me. Um, so so it's, a,
1: it's essentially a pair of grips. They come in loads of different sizes, um, but my favourite the VDE version and they only come 250mm long. And it's, yeah, it's essentially a pair of water pump pliers, um, but they are smooth jawed. So they have the jaws of, say, a spanner yep so um great for you know everything you use grips for is generally something that doesn't want to be chewed up it's only very rare in electrical that you want to you know dig those teeth in and, <laughs> and you know chew up grind, grind yeah. some brass off <laughs> exactly so um it's just changed not only did it obviously produce better work and stuff but when i got them many years ago it actually changed my perspective on um the finer things of yeah you know i don't need to be chewing up grass bushes um on the installation process by using a tool that I've been told to use and you know for lack of a better tool that's that's the industry standard everyone has a pair of grips and just think about all those SWA glands getting yeah exactly I mean that that was the one that
0: was the one bugbear that we always had doing hazardous area because you you, you're not allowed typically you don't have shrouds yeah. So the glands are all exposed, and you see one chewed up, and you think, "Jesus Christ, yeah. that it's on show." It's an immediate, you yeah. know, certainly not um, flaggable, but you would say uh, not yes. great quality.
1: Yeah, exactly. And of course, you've had spanners, and specifically glanding spanners, around for. Yeah. for decades but I think they're just not um, pushed as much I suppose I never used a spanner in college major in my apprenticeship so there's a pair of grips there but there wasn't any spanners so I, th- I guess it's perspective as well and your own journey and stuff like that but generally everyone has a pair of grips in their tool bag and only a select few more the industrial Guys have um, spanners, you know, and it it'll be like a 13 mil spanner, right, for containment and a 15 yeah. and stuff. So uh, not an adjustable, whatever. So um yeah, it's um, it's a good tool and it's great for even you know domestic guys. The little nuts and outside lights that you always drop and lose, yeah. um, <laughs> they're on show and they're normally yeah. actually some of them are like fake metal, aren't they? They're coated in a, a yes. metallic paint. So again, it just it just stops scratching and defacing all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think they're a great tool.
0: Do you sell um, many test kits or anything like that? Have you ventured we, into that aspect?
1: Yeah. So we used to sell a lot of QTEC products when we were drop shipping. Um, we stopped selling them as well as a few other brands when we got everything in-house just because it was overwhelming to stock everything. Yeah. And we was already stocking a lot as well. Um, but Q-Tech is actually going to go live on the website. I think it's in a week or two. So we're getting them back in offering their their full range again and um yeah they've, they've got quite the range now so yeah i've always liked q tech it's it's um what robin transitioned to so um, yeah
0: you know yeah, no, good, every, good stuff. there's not a spark out there probably don't remember robin yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um so good quality stuff you know um so yeah i know yeah. i've asked you this question before but i'm gonna ask you again what's your favorite movie oh have, well you might have a new one have you what, watched any? what was my last one oh i don't know if you don't I, know i don't know no i think it, <laughs>
1: yeah i didn't know if you wrote it down or whatever um i wish i had like, of now
0: yeah
1: i think it was a star wars
0: i think it might have been yeah that does uh, ring a bell yeah oh
1: there's so many
0: what about like the are you watching any of the new stuff on disney like the yeah. series are you enjoying
1: yeah. that yeah massively into obi-wan i'm not caught up this week uh we save it for the weekends but uh um, yeah
0: Oh nice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's my life now there. Right? <laughs> two kids and two businesses. That's the sort of yeah, that's as exciting as it gets. But um yeah, it's um I can't say another Star Wars. I can't. Um something Tom Hardy, I think. Either something le- Tom. Legend, yeah. we'll go with Legend. Yeah, yeah I was say
0: Legend. Either Legend right. or uh, Mad Max actually. Yeah, Man Max is good. I mean, I, I always struggled with Tom Hardy because I can never understand him. But, yeah, um, <laughs> he's a mumbler. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been um, it's been brilliant to chat with you again, and uh, thank you, you know, very much for coming on again.
1: No worries. Yeah, thank you.
0: And uh, thank you everyone for listening.